welcome to Making Sense of Movies. I'm Claire. I'm Elena. And we are back in person. It's been a year since we've seen each other last. Almost over a year. Over a year. COVID kind of screwed things up, but we're back together in person. And today we're talking about The Green Knight. Uh, This movie came out um, just this uh, July. Yeah. Recent. Yeah, pretty recent. Um, This is directed by David Lowry, and this is based on... Uh, the poem Sir Ga- Gawain and the Green Knight by Anonymous. Um, <laughs> and how, how are you feeling about this movie? Did you like it? Because you saw um, it just this week. Yeah, so I just saw it. And this is one of our trying something new out at Making Sense of Movies where we're going to be reviewing one movie in depth and then doing our usual five movie episodes. So let us know if you like this. But for this specific movie, I like the trailer. They were really like, advertising the shit out of this movie because it was mm-hmm. it was initially supposed to come out a year ago and then it was pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and they had really good advertisement the the trailer seemed really cool i really liked dev patel um it seemed like a cool concept and i would say i wouldn't say i was disappointed it's just this movie wasn't like it was not what i initially thought it was going to be i thought there's going to be way more action and there wasn't mm-hmm. Right. It was a very somber movie, but I kind of liked that about it because when I first left the movie, I was also feeling a similar way where I thought more was going to happen. I thought it was going to be a little bit more structured, which um, it really isn't. There's um, just like how most old poems are. There's going to be, well, not all old poems, but there's a a main quest that they're going on and a few side quests. So there's some structure in that way, but uh, I left this movie having just many more questions than I did answers, which I is agree. sometimes good. But in this case, I thought it was more frustrating. And it was one of those things where if I had gone back to watch it again, you need to know more about the history behind it. I feel like in order to better understand the movie. Yeah, I knew nothing about like the Green Knight or Sir Gawain or anything like that. Um, and there was some structure in the sense that like they had would kind of remind me of, like, The Favorite, where they had parts, where it would be, like, the journey home was, would be, like, cut to words, or it would be, I'm trying to think, there were, like, a bunch of other words, but they were, like, a little bit too quick for me to read them. Yeah, sometimes the title cards, the font specifically, was, was a little ha- difficult to read. Yeah, so, like, The Journey Home, I knew that one, and there was, like, a couple other ones where it was, like, The Journey There, or um, That Girl's House was one of them, mm-hmm. Um going to, like, that other guy's house is also another one. Um, but I, you could tell I didn't really remember them because it was a little hard to read and it was a little too quick to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, like, you start off the movie, it's, like, Christmas Day, um, and it, you are introduced to um, Sir Gawain. Is that his last name? Gawain. Gawain? I think I'm going to say Gawain. Gawain? If you want to say something else, go for it. <laughs> Um, Gawain, he's kind of like in what we would assume to be like a a house of the night, I guess. Yeah, he's kind of a complicated guy because... Complicated? uh, I don't think he's very complicated. I feel like... Yeah, no, I feel like he would because on one hand, he does want to be a knight. And knights have a very specific code of honor they have to follow. And he's kind of going off on his own. Like, the first scene you meet him, he's at the brothel. Yeah. And that's not something a knight should be doing, which his mother points out to him. And that's one of the main questions I had, because his mother is the one who summons the Green Knight. Yeah. And you kind of don't know why. And maybe it can be assumed because she knows this quest will give him the honor he needs in his life. 
Mm-hmm. But that's something that was never quite wrapped up, which I was disappointed because that's something I really wanted to know. Wanted to have a solid answer on. Yeah, I did think the mom was going to be a bit of a bigger role. But she kind of wasn't. She kind of, like, she started this whole thing. So the whole thing's like, it's Christmas Day. He comes back from the brothel. And he's going to the Christmas feast that the king is having. And the one thing I did like about this movie was that it kind of flipped its head on like what we should think about kings and queens. Because they were pretty, like, sick, a king and queen. Like, they weren't how you think about, like, Arthurian kings and queens. They were kind of hum- more humble. They weren't, I wouldn't say, like, humble. They just looked like they were dying. And then in, they kind of do. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't really do, but, like, they, look, they didn't look as strong as as structured as you thought they would be and you know the king invites him up and is like I don't know you you are like my nephew um and I know nothing about you and then all of a sudden this green creature comes um and honestly green knight very well done. yeah looks very mm-hmm. creepy cool, co- cool costume cool cost. he's kind all of like the costumes are cool yeah he's yeah. kind of made of like a I would say like tree bark I would yeah. say would best and he and while like he's coming you're cut in between like the shots of the mother kind of performing this ritual with this letter and as soon as the green knight comes it's that same letter that's presented with the game so it's kind of you kind of get the sense that like it's the mom who's doing this but you're not sure why because she skips the dinner and basically the whole thing that starts it all is there's this game that any knight who will come and hit the green knight um, if they can mm-hmm. um, then the green knight will you have to come back a year later at this green chapel and the green knight will hit you in the same spot yeah, return the blow return the return the blow essentially and everyone's like like he's like who wants to do this and i can see why no one wants to do this <laughs> yeah because if it was me i i nothing in it for me there and what ends up happening is sir galwin uh, he volunteers for it, and he chops off the the Green Knight's head. But he's very hesitant at first because the Green Knight is kind of edging him on a little bit, kind of bowing down, making it very easy for him to just cut his head off, which yeah. he does. And that leads to um, any normal human dying, but the Green Knight is different, and he just picks up his head and says, well, I'll see you in a year. And then he goes off on his horse. That's when I went to the bathroom, so I did miss that portion. Okay. I like I saw when um, he cut off his head, and then I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Because <laughs> um, I, I figured, like, I think I saw the trailer, and it mm-hmm. makes it pretty obvious that he's alive, because you see a decapitated head. So I did, like, visually miss that part, but when you get back, not much um, happened. And then basically from that point on, it's just kind of like Sir, Sir Gawain, like, fucking around for, like, another 20 minutes of the movie, I would say. Like, there's this whole puppet show-esque thing that I recounts... I puppet show. No, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that that's part of it. Like, it recounts what happens, and it kind of goes through the seasons and what Sir Gawain's doing. Um, and most of that is not preparing and doing nothing. Yeah. I would say. And continually seeing um, Elisa Vikander's character, who I can't pronounce her name. Um, she works at the brothel. First of the brothel, and that's like, he's she. Um, he always sees her. And she wants him to propose to her, and... She wants to be his lady. Um, and they and he were seems cute. very yeah. hesitant to do that at all. He, yeah. I guess he doesn't want to commit to anything, yet he thinks he deserves all this. Is what I kind of got from his character. I feel like they liked each other though. 
That, that's no. what I was getting from. They had a flashback scene where she's like, I want to be your lady. Like, do you... She was kind of like, oh, like, what do you... Like, what do you want? And, you know, she kind of asks him, like, what can I do to make you happy? And then what can you do to make me happy? And he... She doesn't... He doesn't say anything. And she kind of talks for him and is like, oh, I want you to, like... like my ear to whisper on I want to sit beside you at dinner and I want to be your lady like that's what I want for me for you yeah and he doesn't answer but maybe that's just because he's going on this quest and he is thinking maybe he won't return from it and that's why he's not making any promises that he can't keep that's what I got from that I got from that was that he isn't going to commit to someone who works at a brothel because he's going to be a knight and he can't do that that's also very Um, true that's what I got from that. But we digress. <laughs> um, so then, what happens next? So after he... He starts his journey. With lovely horse, him and his horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and his first... I'd say his first kind of... It's throughout the journey, essentially, how it works for us the movie, is that he's trying to go to the Green Chapel, and he gets sidetracked by, like... Three different three times. Different, three different times by three different people. Um, the first time was truly... I'm just like, does this man not understand anything? Um, was Barry Keegan's character, he, they're kind of, he goes across this deserted kind of burning-esque field that has a bunch of dead bodies littered, and there's this kid who's, like, robbing the graves. Um, and he's all like, oh, you're a knight? Like, kind of talking about what's happening. And he goes through this kind of whole monologue of, like, what happened? And he starts to break down and then comes back up from his monologue. And he's like, oh, so, like, where are you headed? And Sir Gawain's like, oh, I'm going to the Green Chapel. And he's like, oh, my God, there's a Green Chapel that way. And then, like, insists that he tips him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that as a sign of, why are you listening to this kid? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, what, you're like, in what way? Like, how does this kid know about the Green oh, Chapel? Oh, you yeah, know? yeah, Like, yeah. Why, why would you immediately trust this kid? Who's not only robbing graves. Right, that, that's true. And especially because, obviously, David Patel's character doesn't know this, but whenever you see Barry, like, he's always playing a whack job. Someone crazy. Don't trust him. True. But even then, I was like, he was all like, oh, well, it's kind of like a green chapel. I was like, you just immediately trust this kid. And he knows you have money because you tipped him a gold coin. Mm -hmm. Like, that for me was like, he's, Sir Gawain's kind of dumb. Well, I think that really the point of that scene, and I could get into this a little bit later, is because, um... And I didn't understand this just from originally watching the movie, but I think what it was trying to do is there's five different things that a knight should be, and one of them is generosity, and that's what that scene was trying to represent. So as we go through all the different... um, Well, let me pull that up on my end. So yes, um, there's this symbolism as for being a knight, and it's a pentagram, which I think um, maybe even the king had, and it's just a star... And it represents right, and it represents the five things the knight should be. So the five main things would be free giving, generosity, brotherly love or friendship, um, chastity, pure manners, and then pitying dash compassion. So okay. I could uh, each time we come across one, I'll bring it up. But that would be the first one for him giving directions to the Green Chapel, and um, Sir Gawain pays him poorly in return, not being yeah. generous with. Um, even if, if it was me, I probably wouldn't have done anything. Just like, oh yeah, like, thanks for the directions. Cause we're modern like that. But I guess for an, if, uh, the boy was perceiving him to be a knight, you would want a generous yeah. gift from that. Um, and also the thing was that he was like a tip. 
And um, Sir Gawain keeps going, thank you, thank you. He's like, I actually want money? Yeah, that, that, that was a good scene. That was like a good way to start off. And I just feel like for the first half of this movie, everything that happened is just so mesmerizing. And like, I personally couldn't take my, my eyes off of it. The last half of it kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah. But I feel like the first half was very solid. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, it was visually, like, very stunning. I think we can talk about that at the end. Um, but there were some issues, I felt, for this movie. Um, but continuing on, obviously he gets, he starts to go on his, to find the Green Chapel. And obviously the guy comes back with two other people and they basically trap him and take all of his shit um, and continues on. And he's kind of, that was a cool scene where he's kind of tied up behind his legs are tied up and his arms are tied up behind his back and he kind of has this weird like future like thinking about the future how he's gonna die there and become these bones right they show his body over time slowly decaying and it's very surreal in the way they do that which i like because even though there is magic in the movie there's also scenes that are just so surreal where it's like this could either be real life or just not happening at all just in his head yeah and at that point, it, that kind of vision kind of wakes him up and he starts to fight back and he ends up escaping. And then he ends up at this house, which I felt like was the most comedic part of the entire movie, mm-hmm. um, where he comes to this empty house and he starts to sleep and he's awoken by this girl who says her head was chopped off. And but she's standing right there she's with, standing her, with, head, her, with um, her head. Yeah, with so, her head. And he tries to touch her and she goes, you do not touch me. Like, you are a knight. Um, and basically, she describes... Essentially, she's kind of, I guess, like a spirit or a ghost. And he asks if she's a spirit, and she's like, I'm not. And it's very hard to tell. It's very hard to tell, yeah. but essentially, she's like, someone came... This was my house. Someone came here, and I you know, put them away, but they came back in the night, and they cut off my head, and they put it in this river, and he has to... He, she asks him to go retrieve the head, which he does. Um, and all of these scenes where she's kind of talking to him, and she's very serious about, like, you know her losing her head and he's like not really comprehending and it's mm-hmm. quite confused is quite funny yeah no that's that's definitely i think was one of my favorite scenes especially when he ends up diving into the water and it's instead of being blue it's all red so that was just very visually pleasing and that would be um out of the um the different things a knight should be in that scene that would be pure manners because at one point she, uh, he says to her, what do I get in return? And she's like, why would you ask something like that? Like, just go get my head. Yeah. Um, so, so far, generosity, he's failed that. Pure manners, he, I'm going to give him 50-50 for that because he did ask, what do I get in return? But he Agreed. ends up going to get the head. So, uh, the score one for Sir Gawain for that one. Yeah, so he gets the head, he puts it, he finds her skeletal body uh, in back in the house. He puts it on, and then he continues on his journey. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, between the that quest and or side quest, and then this uh, the final location he gets to, there is um, a lot of journey time. He they call it the interlude. Oh no! Thank you. Yes, the interlude, and that's kind of the part where it, I kind of lost a little bit of interest. I feel like I would agree. Mm-hmm. It's essentially very beautiful shots of him walking. That's it. There he were walks, giants, he comes, There were giants. The giants were cool. He basically just walks in all these different terrains that have no connection to each other. Yeah. Which is what lost me. I think if, if they were connected, it would have been a bit 
a bit clearer, but literally he's like walking in water, like above this kind of like shallow water. And then all of a sudden he's on Rocky Mountains and all of a sudden he's in a cave. And I'm like, none of these terrains connect. They all look cool, but you can't tell the passage of time because he's in such drastically different areas. Mm -hmm. Um, And he does meet his lovely fox. Which is also a brotherly love friendship. Score one for Sir Gawain. Yes, him and his fox become companions. Um, he eats some mushrooms, um, which was, I think, the only scene where um, I was watching with my sister where she gasped out loud was he eats these mushrooms and he starts to hallucinate that, like, his skin is, like, burning off from his hand. Yeah. Um, and that was really creepy, and I kind of wish it had more of that, the kind of horror-y aspect, um, but that's the only thing. And that was kind of it. I wanted to think, like, he meets giants and he asks to ride on their shoulder. And I think that's probably because he was hallucinating, too. Because that's one of those things where these giants could exist in this universe. Like, that's completely plausible. Or it could just all be in his head at that point just because of the mushrooms he ate. I agree. Um, and this whole journey basically ends at the fox pointing him to this house that is inhabited by Joel Edgerton and Elisa Vikander playing a different woman. And that really threw me off there because I was like, what is Alicia Vikander Vikander doing here again? And it might be one of those things where it's just to show that, oh, maybe Sir Gawain isn't a reliable narrator here. Mm -hmm. But I kind of wish at that point they had just cast a different actress for that. I I personally liked her in that role. I didn't see a point in her being cast in two roles. Like, I didn't see the significance and, like, the fact that he was attracted to both of those women was, like, its own thing. But, mm-hmm. and then they, oh, there's a third person there. Um, I want to say it's his mother who is, like, has this cloth wrapped around her eyes and wears this huge, like, long, like, white gown and has the braids and doesn't do anything or say anything, but it's just kind of there. Yeah. Um, and that, this is one of the scenes that was very, um, this was one of the scenes that was in the original poem because what happens uh, in the poem is the beginning scene where the Green Knight comes in, that's uh, completely similar, except it's on New Year's instead of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on this journey. He ends up at the castle with the Lord and the Lady and the Lord welcomes him in, says, you're, you're welcome to stay here. I go out hunting every day and I will give you anything I catch. And in return, you have to give me um, anything you receive that day. So how it works in the poem is um, the lady is making moves on Sir Gawain and he's like, oh, I really can't do this because I don't want to be rude, but, you know, you're married and the Lord's welcomed me into his home. But he ends up kind of crumbling a little bit and he uh, or she gives him a kiss. So he com- the Lord comes back from hunting and they exchange what they have gotten that day. He gives whatever he had caught to Sir Gawain. And in return, Sir Gawain gave him a kiss because that's what he received that day, but not letting him know that it was from his wife. So that continues to happen. Um, Animals and then kisses in return. So that's... uh, That makes more sense. Yeah, so that's what makes more sense because when I was first watching the movie, I was so confused by everything that was going on in this house. And I kind of thought it was going to be the people in that house were somehow trying to prevent him from getting to the Green Knight. Same, same. Because there's this one scene that occurs where it's a sex scene between Sir Gawain and the lady of the house. And I originally thought that she was trying to tie him up. And that's what was going to lead out of that scene. But they just end up having sex. And she says, 
you're not a knight, which really confused me. But looking back on it, it's chastity, which is one of the the main things about being a knight is you can't have sex. You have to refrain from having sex. So that was sort of the point of that scene, in my opinion. I was just overall confused. Like, I didn't understand the, like, agreement they had come upon. I was like, what do you mean? Like, what is he giving you? Mm-hmm. And what I thought was, like, because in the, the movie, she gives him a book. She gives him the spell. And I thought he was going to give those things to, like, Joel Edgerton, and he didn't. And then all of a sudden, Joel Edgerton just, like, kisses him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, wait, where is this coming from? Because she doesn't kiss him in the movie. Yeah, so that that part was all... It was kind of confusing. Yeah, and especially, like, in the house, like, they're basically like, oh, the Green Chapel's really short, like, you're a couple days away from Christmas, just stay with us. And he just, like, stays with them, and he, you know, talks to Elisa Vikander, and they go through this whole, like, flirting-esque stage. Have a whole conversation about colors, which I totally zoned out for, about the meaning of Um, green, the meaning of red. That was a totally different scene. When they're alone in the library, she talks about how she, like, writes books, and... She changes things when she wants to, which I think is, like, you know, I think is very meta considering, like, this is an adaptation of a poem, which I didn't realize then, but, like, talking about it now, is like, oh, that makes sense, where she goes, she goes, yeah, you know, I, I write down things, I have listened to songs and stories, and if I think I can do better, I'll change it myself, and, you know, Sir Gollum's like, oh, I really like to read, so she gives him a book, kind of like a love poem-esque book, um, and then that night at dinner, or after dinner, when they're talking, she talks about, like, the different colors. She goes, oh, why is the night green? Mm-hmm. And um, Sir Gollum goes, oh, it's, like, because it's, it's unnatural. It's not of this of this earth. And she goes, oh, but green is of this earth. Then she starts talking about red. Um, and truly, I forgot what she said about red. Like, did not understand why I was there. Mm-hmm. Did not cross my mind. Um, yeah, and I was just, like, cool, okay. <laughs> um, and then... I did think worse things were going to happen in this house because the mom was kind of creepy. She just kind of stares and it's just there. And they kept, like, cutting back to these scenes of this guy being chased by... It was, like, a painting. Um, it was, like, a guy being chased or, like, a fox being chased. I don't remember that. I don't uh, remember that at all. Yeah, I thought that was, like... They kept cutting that when they were in the house. And I was like, is this, like, significant of, like, Sir Gawain or, like, the fox because the fox doesn't come into the house but truly none of that happens and then after the whole sex tobacco because he wakes up and he sees the mom just staring there he's like gotta go and then Joel Edgerton is like oh here like I have it like don't you have anything to give me and he's like no and he's like actually you do and then kisses him (laughs) and I was like don't know where that came from wasn't like upset by it was just like wish there was more clarity surrounding it yeah it kind of just came out of nowhere um if she had kissed him, then I would have been like, and you said your whole story, it would have made more sense. But she didn't. She gave him a hand job. Yeah. So, like... And it is still... That, yeah. If that happens, the exchange yeah. is that, then, okay, that would make yeah, more sense. Yeah, but he was still not being honorable because he did receive uh, the cloth from the lady That's that true. will prevent him from getting hurt. Oh, yeah, we did. I and that was one of the that. things that... His mom um, gave him. Right, so he didn't give that to the Lord, so that's not being honorable there by not yeah. following through on in that the promise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so initially he had this cloth that his mom gave him, and when he goes, gets, you know, all of his shit taken by Barry Keegan and the other two people, he takes that kind of scarf and goes off. Um, and then she has it, Lisa Vikander's character here has it, and she kind of gives it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of wears it as this sense of, like, because his mom told him, you can't 
you cannot, like, there can be nothing strike against you when you wear this. Like, you will be safe if you wear it. Um, so once he kind of leaves that house, he just kind of travels to the Green Knight. He gets there um, pretty fast, too. Pretty fast, and the, uh, then the fox talks. The fox tells him not to go any further. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, I must, you know, stay my honor. And then he goes, and he kind of just, like, waits for a bit for the Green Knight to awaken. I did find the Green Knight, like, a little bit funny as well. Because he doesn't remember anything. Yeah. Um, so the whole thing is the Green Knight awakens, and he's like, oh, has it been a year? And Sir Gawain's like, yes, it's, it's been a year. Um, it's Christmas Day. Um, and he's like, okay, um, where did I hit you again? It was the neck, right? And Sir Gawain's like, yes, it was the neck. And he's like, okay. Um, and every time he tries to, to hit him, you know, cut off his neck, his head, um, he, Sir Gawain flinches, and the Green Knight goes, did I flinch when... Yeah. When you did this to me, so Gavin was like, "No, you didn't." And I was just like, "What? You made this game? Why? Are, yeah. Why don't you remember?" <laughs> I just, I don't know. The whole point of the game, too. It's like, I guess you got to be in Sir Gawain's shoes. Of you got to do what's honorable here. But there was really nothing him, pre- nothing preventing him from just not showing up at all. Like, I agree. Would happen, yeah, I would want to know what would happen if he just decided not to show up. But I don't know. I feel like you kind of get that. So. After two times of, of flinching, um, he goes, you know what, I'm ready. Um, and he you know, he goes to cut off his head. And you know what, Shurikon goes, you know, no, no, I'm not doing this. And then we get into this, like, completely dialogue-less sequence of basically what happens when Shurikon goes back to the kingdom. And essentially is he's, you know, he's made a knight. Um, the king and queen dies. He is announced king. He gets... Um, Elisa Vikander's character, who is um, working at the brothel, pregnant, but doesn't marry her, he ma- and keeps the child, and pays her, essentially, and that was it. And then he, like, marries this other girl, um, and has another child, and his son dies in the war. Yeah, he becomes king, but he becomes a horrible leader, horrible and leader, people yeah. hate him because... Um, some war. Yeah, some war. They don't really explain that, but they don't really need to. And then... People are, I guess, going knocking upon the door, kingdom door, and he's kind of sitting there. He's become older. You can see, like, the gray in his hair and whatnot. Um, and as soon as kind of the door opens, he takes off his belt that he's been wearing. And the whole, this whole sequence, you see him wearing this belt the entire time. And as soon as he takes it off, his head rolls off. Which, if you ever read, um, there's a book called Her Bodies and, and Other Parties, um, which is basically like this green ribbon. Hmm, um, I've not heard of that. It's book. like a, a short story kind of lore where essentially there's this world, this woman, she has a green ribbon tied around her neck. And her husband's always like, Why don't you take off your ribbon or red ribbon or something like that? Like, why don't you take off your ribbon? Why don't you take off your ribbon? And she's like, No, I can't. I can't. And then one night, um, she takes it off and her head rolls off. I feel like that'd be something from like Edgar Allan Poe. I, th- I don't know where it comes from. Um, the book I mentioned is a bunch of short stories. That was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what it reminded me of. Like, as soon as that happened, I yeah. was like, oh. Like, I guess he kind of thought of that as, like, holding his, you know, pride together. Yeah, and it does make sense, but, like, what would have happened? But I guess we're assuming that he sees his own future, which is why yeah. he decides to go back. Yeah. You realize at the end, um, it all cuts back to him at that moment, and he... He's like, you know what? Like, you realize none of that happened at all. Um, and he takes off the belt, and he's like, I'm ready. And that's kind of the end of the movie. You don't see if he gets his head chopped off or not. 
I feel like he wouldn't have gotten his head chopped off. I would I would like to hope not. Yeah. Um But that part I was I did like the sequence where they you figure out, oh, this didn't really happen yet because it was really just taking inspiration from Breaking Dawn Part Two, which just did the, did that same sequence exact, so well. Yeah. Um I just left that part just being so confused of okay, so he's going back because he sees how how bad his own future is going to be, which is why he decides to die, or is he doing it out of compassion for others of I see how horrible this decision is going to make the lives of the people yeah. I love. So uh, to me, I still didn't quite understand whether he is doing this for his own selfish reasons or if he's doing this for honorable reasons based on the people he loves. Yeah. Um, I didn't really understand that either. I thought it was like what you were saying where he's doing this because he sees what, how this affects everyone else and how like he does, he's not who he's got to think. He, like he wants to be this honorable knight. And if he goes through with what he originally wanted to do, he's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing is that the whole the whole point is like, okay, if the um, mother, you know, does all of this so that he can he can get um, this knighthood, then I think as an audience member, I would think that she wouldn't want her son to die. But maybe just because of being, uh, it was dying an honorable death, and that's what being knight's all about. How did anyone know he would die? I guess if you didn't come back and you died on a quest. I guess so. I mean, I, I don't, everything I know about knights is just from the research I've done from this, so I'm not an expert or anything. But one of the fun facts I did read was the lord of the house in the poem ends up being the green knight. So Joel Edgerton's character? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and interesting. how that works is once in the poem, once Sir Gawain faced the Green Knight, the Green Knight kind of called him out and was like, well, you didn't, you're not honorable because you have that sash and my wife gave that to you and you didn't give it to me. Um, So very interesting changes, but overall, the thing I do like about this movie is after I finished watching it, it left me a lot to think about. Whether that be good things or bad things, it was still um, a lot to take in at once. I agree. I definitely think it would have been a little better without the interlude. Yeah, they could have added perhaps another fun quest. Yeah, or just something else. Because, like, that was the point where I was, like, kind of bored. Because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, like, it's it's obviously he's not getting to the Green Knight yet. But he just keeps walking and, like, nothing's happening. I'm like, I understand, like, the, like it's really beautiful. You want to, you know, intercut these scenes. But I didn't see a significance. And, and I didn't feel like it added anything to the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Besides, like, visually stunning. But, like, if something is visually stunning it also needs to have some sort of substance and i don't think it had that um i will say if we're not visuals this movie decided fog and really went for it <laughs> that's very As true if almost every single scene had except the ones inside had some sort of very intense fog action going on it really just had a certain tone or though missed, I, I, yeah, guess. I, dug it it. Did. Mm-hmm. I do think it was like a little dark in some scenes especially in the beginning scenes when um he's like going through um, kind of just like first walking or things like that. Like it was a little hard to see what he was doing. Would that be the, the scenes in the very beginning when the Green Knight comes in? Or? Yeah. Okay. It was just there. And it was stunning because like they had this like circle. They're in this whole room when the Green Knight comes in and they had this circle um, kind of window that would shine light, but it was only specifically shining light at like certain areas. So you couldn't see what everyone was doing. Um, and so they had a lot of scenes at night. 
um, that I thought were, like, a little dark and hard to comprehend. But overall, I would say, like, very gorgeous. Like, they really used wherever they were shooting. Um, and it was really cool. The costumes. Yeah, I, the costumes were one of my favorite parts, especially the crowns that the king and queen yeah, were wearing. Because cool. it was um, basically a halo that's used in uh, religious artwork, where it's just like a round circle that's sitting behind your head. Uh, and I just thought that was such a creative thing to do since I had never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Um, and then they also had... I really liked um, when they go through that sequence where it's like, oh, what would happen if Sir Gawain did this um, at the end of the movie? The, what, the Who he ends up like marrying for like probably whatever reason. Political reasons. Political reasons. Yeah. Her wedding dress was like this kind of tiered, like white kind of dress and it was really pretty she had she was she was in exactly like three scenes and she had great outfits in <laughs> all of them no i definitely i do i agree with that for sure uh, i'm trying to think of other things i liked about this movie um i just really the tone they set the acting dave patel really good really in this movie. good he honestly was like at times where I was like, is this movie worth it? He really didn't make it worth it. Mm-hmm. He sold you on his character and his feelings. And I thought Sir Gawain was like a really interesting character because he was kind of dumb and kind of like doesn't really want to do the work, put in the work to do, like to get where he wants to be in some scenes. But he's still going through but he's still, it. He's still, still going through it. But then you can see in his head, he's like, is this worth it? Yeah. Like, do I actually want to be doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of, like, naive in some ways and also quite pompous in others. Um, but overall, I would say really good. Um, Barry Keegan was really good. I didn't recognize him. He's in a very, like, small amount of scenes, but he plays... I don't know what he... He did something to his voice. He just sounded, like, really like a child. Yeah. And, like, so much so where in the beginning, I was like, wait, like, who is this actor? How old is he? He's, like, I don't know, 20 or something? They made him look so young. They made him look really young in this movie. Mm -hmm. And he just really sold it and was kind of like, you can tell he was kind of sinister in the way he talked and the way he would go from like breaking down, crying about his dead brothers to, oh yeah, where are you headed? Like, mm-hmm. it was a good switch and I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, and he um, was definitely so tricky. And now like, if I was to watch it again, you can tell like, oh, this guy has done the same thing before to a bunch of other people. Yeah, being, exactly. Uh, like, oh, pity me now, but also I'm here to help you if you give me something in exchange. So he exactly. played that so well. Yeah, which is honestly like no better than Sir Gawain when he goes to do the head. Like, yeah. He's expecting something in exchange, except he just happens to be in this other environment. Yeah. You know, where he expects something in return. Right, so overall, like, out of all the challenges that he had to face versus the honor it stood for, he kind of failed most of those challenges. I, I would agree on that, yeah. yeah. Because the only one that I didn't go over was compassion, which I kind of think is at the very end where, I guess, if he was to see everyone he loved getting hurt because of the decision he made to not follow through on the Green Knights game, um, he felt pity and compassion, and that's why... That took advantage over all the other things, which is why... But you also don't know if he's doing that for his own benefit because he becomes a shitty person. Yes. Yeah, so, or if he does it for everyone else's so benefit. Like, so, like, leaving this movie, do you think if you're... It's either he's honorable, he's not honorable, what are you giving him? Not honorable. I kind of... I don't think he's honorable either. I don't think he's honorable. I think he's nice and he's a good person, but... Yes. As far as the Knight's Code of Honor goes, yeah. I think he... 
He's got to do better. If we're doing it on your specific criteria, I would say not. Mm-hmm. But doesn't make him a bad person. It just makes him a bad knight. In this, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is all he wants to be. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't doesn't really get that. Mm-hmm. I did think they were. I kind of wish they like showed us what happened at the end of the challenge, though. Yeah, I do too. You go, how long is the movie? Like two hours? Yeah, it's two hours. It's like a two-hour movie, and you're like, this is this is the whole like plot. The plot is, you know, he. This is the challenge. Is the whole plot? He goes from A to B. Mm-hmm. You don't quite get there. Yeah, and I think when I first saw this movie, and I don't know about how your theater was, but the people in the theater I was at, they were so confused by the ending, like almost laughing a little bit, being like, "What did I just watch?" Sort of thing. Oh, there were like three mm-hmm. people in the yeah, theater. Yeah, so oh, really? I don't. I don't think <laughs> there were actually a lot of people in the theater I went to. Uh, we did, it was like a, a late afternoon mm-hmm. time, so I can't. I don't think there were that many people there. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, we were just kind of, like, and then we, like, waited a bit because, like, the credits were going. We're, like, is there going to be more? Because it was showing, like, scenes, not scenes in the movie, but, like, um, like different settings when they're doing the names and everything like that. And I was, like, no. Like, I, we have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, I don't think they're going to show anything else in this movie. I did like oh. it. I did think. Did you see that there wasn't any credit scene? No, there wasn't. The other was. With, yeah, there was. Yeah, what? There was, because it was... Um, a baby who was putting on the crown. Did you see that? No. Oh, yeah. All right. Everyone out there, there is men in credit scene. No. Are you kidding Yeah, it's one of uh, Sir Gawain's children, um, or a child, putting on one of the crowns that they had shown from earlier. They're like a halo. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, you really weren't missing much. I'm not sure what it meant either. <laughs> yeah. I just think overall, like, super beautiful to look at and I liked the visual the cinematography and the visual choices and like you know some choices they like turned the camera so you everything was flipping around which is really cool they flipped everything upside down um I just don't know if the plot itself holds up to like the mastery that was the visuals of this movie no I agree with that I also think talking about it now I enjoy it more but is it good to have to enjoy a movie only after knowing all this information about it. That's true. That's true. And, the, and it makes me question because the whole like the that whole scene where she's like, oh, I took things and I, I took them out because I didn't like it. And that's obviously what they did with this movie. But hearing like the original poem, I do think there would have been, it would have been a better movie if they had stuck to the original Green Knight is the Lord mm-hmm. plot line. Because then it would make sense why he's staying at that house. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's making sure he's going to his thing. And then mm-hmm. and then the idea of, like, oh, you weren't a, like, you're not an honorable knight would have made more sense because you, you had seen what he had done. Yeah. Where I feel like here it's kind of, like, they're not telling you why these things are important. Not that they need to, but there's no they're, hint at why. They're trusting the audience to make a lot of decisions without a lot of information, I feel I, like. Yeah. I agree. Like, there's not enough information for us to make those logical decisions. But they're like, yeah, you should know this, but not everyone has a background in medieval (laughs) knighthood and Mm -hmm. poems and things like that, which is such a shame because I think once you told me that, I became, everything made a bit more sense and I could appreciate it more, but I wish I would appreciate it when I was actually watching it. Yeah. I do like the scene they added with Winfrey, though, because that was my favorite scene, oh, and I thought that was a yeah. great addition. I do agree. That, like, I wish there was a bit more humor. 
in the movie. Yeah, because the humor that they did have was great. Oh, yeah, it was pretty really funny. funny. Winfrey was the woman who lost her head. Yes. <laughs> um, just so you're aware, because I didn't know her name before. But, yeah, I would say, I think it's still worth a watch. Um, I, we, I saw it in theaters, so it was definitely, like, worth it on the big screen, because I think you kind of see those visuals better. Um, what do you think, Claire? Yeah, I would definitely give this movie a recommendation, but if you're going into it looking for a medieval movie with action, like a classic medieval movie, because mm-hmm. I feel like most medieval movies, they are not going to trust the audience to be like, oh, I'm interested in this uh, for what it really is, because I do feel like it was honest to the poems and what the poem should be, but lacking what people may perceive to be, oh, this is going to be like a medieval uh, knight's fighting sort of movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, But let us know what you think. Um, Let us know what other single movies you'd want us to review. Um, And have a good day, week, month. Bye!